Welcome to the Ridley College Chapel podcast. Our mission is to equip men and women for God's mission in a rapidly changing and increasingly complex world. For more information, visit ridley.edu.au. Hi, everyone. Uh, today's reading from 1 Thessalonians, chapter 4, verse 9 to 12. Now about your love for one another, we do not need to write to you. For you yourselves have been taught by God to love each other. And in fact, you do love all of God's family throughout Macedonia. Yet we urge you, brothers and sisters, to do so more and more. And to make it your ambition to lead a quiet life, you should mind your own business and work with your hands, just as we told you, so that your daily life may win the respect of outsiders and so that you will not be dependent on anybody. Hear the word of the Lord. Hi, Ridley Chapel. I've got a question for you. Do you remember the last time you were left speechless by a scandal? I'm not talking about an opinion about pineapple with pizza or the last scandalous political post that you saw on social media. I'm talking about real shock that loses respect. The person or the people's group reputation is on the line, isn't it? Closer to home, we don't have to think too hard. Recalling someone that's inspired our ministry, someone in our congregation, suddenly shockingly verified for a moral failure. It seems the world and Christians have millions of ways to destroy the reputation of the gospel. But have you risked the reputation of the gospel? After all, scandals don't begin just overnight. They start within our hearts when we embrace subtle sin instead of the love of Christ. This morning, as we've just read in 1 Thessalonians 4, 9 to 12, I want to see two ways we can avoid scandal and choose love. First of all, our first part will be remembering that we are taught by God. And secondly, that love demonstrates that we are transformed by God. That love demonstrates that we are transformed by God. But to begin with, we need some context. So looking at chapter 4, we see Paul's continued instruction to the Thessalonian Christians, to live a pleasing life to God. Look at verse 1. We instructed you how to live in order to please God as in fact you are living. After addressing sexual immorality and self-control in verses 3 to 5 and honouring others in verse 6 in light of a holy calling, Paul moves into a new area of ethics, love for one another and hard work, reflective of the gospel that they were taught. We move to our first point. We remember that we are taught by God. Why is this so important? The meaning starts to take shape in verse 9. 
Let me read it. Now about your love for one another, we have no need to write to you, for you have been taught by God to love each other. It sounds like Jesus' command in John 35, uh, 34, doesn't it? Verse 9 regards this love acted out between fellow Christians. How do we know this? Well, we can see their love is known in all of Macedonia. We read it here in verse 10. And in fact, you do love all of God's family throughout Macedonia. Yet we urge you, do more and more. The regions of Macedonia were watching the Thessalonians. The love of their community was being known throughout all of the country. Could you imagine a TV station coming to your church because of the love they heard about your church community? And there's another important piece of information. We know the Thessalonian context of conversion and church growth was in the midst of oppression. How was the gospel able to shine in persecution and a pagan culture? It was the love of God's family that we hear of in Thessalonians. That's the answer. For us as ministers and Christian leaders, the greatest scandal doesn't begin with the news of a moral failure. From God's perspective, it's that Christians aren't known for their love based on being transformed by the gospel. From the conversations I have with Ridley students and pastoral circles at the moment, I think we have the reverse problem in how we lose respect for the gospel. Let me read to you verse 11. Make it your ambition to lead a quiet life. Make your own business and work with your hands, just as we told you. The Thessalonians had a blind spot. We know this from 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. Laziness and being busybodies was a continual issue for them. But as Evangelicals in the West, we tend to overwork. The great trap is to be so immensely involved in, in church work and, and programs and Zoom meetings, it consumes our actual energy to do what we're called to do, to actually love. What's the remedy for that? How do we avoid scandal and choose love? Choose to love people and work hard in our churches. Our society is watching the church. We're closer to home. Our children, our workmates are watching our examples. They, our housemates notice the way that we live. Unbelieving friends or even marriage partners observe us day to day. 
How do we, as Christians, live in a world that is disappointed in the integrity of the church and its leaders when it comes to sex scandals and money and hypocrisy and the care for the brokenhearted? In the power of the Spirit, we humbly acknowledge and confess our flaws to one another, expressing our daily need for Christ and ask for God's help to love more and more. This is more than curbing our pity or our rage when the Wi-Fi isn't working. We have to go deeper, get to the heart of the matter, the credible power of the gospel is in how we love those in our local church and communities, even in the house that you're sitting in right now. We aren't so dissimilar to the Thessalonians, are we? We need this commendation. There's never been a greater time to consider avoiding scandal and choosing love, especially in our own homes. As John Dixon asserts of the New Testament, there are more commands for prayer and money in promoting the gospel. And a close top three of that, to love in deeds and one another. Let me ask you, let me ask myself, where are you weak in love? Where do we come across short-tempered or apathetic towards difficult people within our lives or our churches? How do we navigate some of the feelings of pastoral pressure in our churches to do with COVID and a divided congregation over vaccines? We need to remember that we're taught by God and to remind others of this very fact. In avoiding scandal and choosing love, we've looked at remembering that we're taught by God. Now we move to the second part, love that demonstrates that we are transformed by God. Love demonstrates that we are transformed by God. For Paul, love reflects the radical change of heart that we've been taught. The Thessalonians needed to avoid scandal and choose love by remembering the transforming word. Let me read to you 1 Thessalonians 1.5. Our gospel came to you not simply with words but with power with this Holy Spirit and deep conviction. Let me ask you, studying at Ridley, how are you demonstrating that transformation by God? We know as servants and preachers of the gospel, we we receive a higher judgment and exceeding levels of criticism when it comes to our own character. How are you avoiding scandal and choosing love as you transform by the gospel as you study? 
if I ask myself honestly, there are personally times I'm not sure. Moments I see my intellectual pride expressed in Bible studies and Zoom class discussions. You can ask some of my lecturers. It's easy to get caught up in the research of essays, exegesis and ministry projects at Ridley. And at times, stay in our heads too long and not allow God to transform that learning into active love. You can see how dangerous that is, even scandalous. Before you lose heart, let me share some steps that have helped me. Number one. I need to pray with others as I study. This is why prayer triplets are so helpful. A shout out to my Baptist brothers in Edward and, and, and Christian who look at my blind spots and pray for me. Number two, In private, when I'm desperately asking God to process that gospel knowledge and putting it into practice, praying for ways to apply it in expressions of real, enacted relational love. Can I encourage you? Bring this scripture to mind. Bring to mind your mentors that display this transforming love. Think of your brother or your sister or a minister that ambitiously lives to avoid scandal and choose love. And as verse 12 says, live in a way that wins even the respect of outsiders. But we've got to remember they can only do it because of the ultimate expression of love that was lived out and executed on the cross of Jesus. Let's remember that for this week, for our lives. Be diligent, friends. Do your best to get to your readings and do your essays and your book reviews. Remember to let God transform, transform what you're being taught through scripture and through theology. So it may transform your life, that you may impact your home, your church, and your local community, and promote Christ to the public. To close, John Dixon says this, the glory of the Lord must be public. There is no other Lord. His sheer greatness demands his glory go public. But this must be more than the work of our lips, but an embodied life of deeds of love. Pursue the right reputation. Avoid scandal and choose love. 
remembering that we are taught by God and that love demonstrates that we are transformed by him. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, I thank you for each person in this Zoom chapel room. I pray, Lord, that you would help us to remember that we are taught and loved by you. Help us to avoid scandal and choose love, remembering that we learn and are taught by you and that love shows that we are transformed by you. In Jesus' name, amen.